bequeath. The first word of my novel is going to be bequeath. You know, set the stage, if you will. Show them who I am. Show them I'm not the kind of writer who fools around. Bequeath. Bequeath the painting to his son, he did not. For the bitter quarrel had lasted until the very end. When death came, there was still no understanding, no compromise, no forgiveness, no love, no bequeathal. Okay, now I have to do a flashback. But I don't like to do flashbacks. Whenever I do a flashback, I'm so blunt about it, it's pathetic. I give the date, I belabor the context to show I've avoided anachronisms, I describe the characters when they were young, and I try to show how they've evolved as they've grown older. It's pathetic. Okay, no flashback. Fast forward, then. After the old man croaks, the son doesn't get the painting. The painting is in a museum, and the son goes there regularly to look at it. He thinks it should be his. But on second thought, he realizes it's better if the painting is in a museum, because everyone can admire it. This underscores the obvious fact that the son is the good guy, and the father is the villain. Okay, so the old man gave, I mean, bequeathed it to the museum. Now what? The painting gets stolen. Who stole it? A mysterious person, to whom it should have been bequeathed. Hmm. An illegitimate son, and the two sons become rivals. Rivals at first, and friends in the end. Nah, that's bad. So predictable. Let's not go there. A fire breaks out in the museum. Arson. All the paintings are destroyed. All but one, of course. There's an investigation with a detective who... No, not an investigation. That is so boilerplate, it makes you want to puke. I know. The painting has a riddle. A hidden clue to why it wasn't bequeathed to the sun. The sun goes to the museum every day. He falls in love with a woman who goes there every day, too, and... No, scratch that. No woman. He goes to the museum every day, and one day he cracks the riddle because one of the museum security guards he has become friends with says something trivial, you know, in passing. And boom, there's a light bulb goes on moment. And that helps him crack the riddle. No, 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 no. No security guard. That's terrible. He cracks the riddle because at a specific hour of the day, there's a ray of light that shines on the clue. No. That is so cliché. Never mind. I'll figure out how he cracks the riddle later. Bottom line is, he eventually understands what his father meant and why he didn't bequeath the painting to him. And he forgives his father, posthumously. So the relationship has endured in spite of death. The father isn't the villain after all. That's a pretty good story. Now the riddle. The riddle would be a minute detail in the painting, 
a story within the story, a mise en abîme, as they say. Or no, not a minute detail, something so huge you can't see it, hidden in plain sight. You can't see it because of perceptual blindness, a reverse kind of mise en abîme, a contrapositive mise en abîme. which, of course, is a metaphor for the love the father had for his son. That's good. But careful not to be too heavy-handed on the metaphor, of course. I'll start with bequeath. But I won't go into the family saga, the intricacies of the intertwining lives of the relatives. That's boring. Not to mention the fact I'm bound to get confused and lost in a bunch of pointless digressions if I do that. So I'll stick to the relationship between the father and the son. I'll make it a short story. There's a contrapositive mise en abîme, and the first word is bequeath. Here goes. Bequeath the painting to his son he did not, for the bitter quarrel had lasted until the very end. When death came, there was still no understanding, no compromise, no forgiveness, no love, no bequeathal. <laughs>